Veterans Voice is a show that connects veterans and active members of the military to qualified guests who help you find programs and benefits you qualify for and discuss housing, education, career training, and other topical matters. Every show addresses issues that affect your life. Call in and share your experience. 781-837-4900. Welcome, 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 everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio, here on a uh, a rainy night in uh, beautiful Marshfield. And uh, just before we get going, uh, uh, we had a show a couple of weeks ago about the shortage of uh, high school sports officials and uh what a what a detriment it is to sports uh, high school sports in the in the region and uh, uh, I just got off the soccer field a little while ago and uh, my assigner just told me that they had to ca- cancel ten games today because of a lack of officials. It's getting worse and worse and worse. It's uh, it's really a shame uh, that uh, that there's nobody uh, out there that wants to uh, go out and earn some dollars. It's a uh, so it's a nice way to, to I, I get a hundred dollars for for a soccer game. And not only that, it's it's the kids. The kids going to lose out. Um, you, you know, you've got people who are looking for some kind of work, even if it's volunteer work. Yeah. And what a great way to get back to your community. Even if you take the hundred dollars, you don't need it, and you donate it back to the local community. I mean, it's a you get it's a shame that the kids are the ones that really lose on this. Oh, and I, and and I, I know we have our, our wonderful guest on the phone. And Joe, I'm going to get to you right away. This week, I lost one of my dogs. Oh, my, my old guy Jasper. He's been sick for a while. I, I lost him one day this week. Very sorry. The next yeah. the next day, I'm, I I go to East Bridgewater by mistake. I I, I thought I was assigned there. Uh, there was no assignment. I went there and there was a team was warming up. I talked to them a little bit. He said, "Well, you know, there's a game after this for um, needy student um, um, special needs. Special needs." He said, "I don't think they have a ref." I said, "You know what? I'm doing nothing. I'm here anyways. Let me go out and see what's going on." Well, I'll tell you. For twenty, I never spent a more gracious twenty-five minutes. First half was 10 minutes. The second uh, half was 15. Of two kids in particular. One of the girls was completely blind. And she had a person beside her holding her arm. They'd run around the field a little bit. Every once in a while, her partner would step on the ball. The, the blind girl would feel the ball with her foot and kick it about 5 or 10 feet. Nice. Whatever direction, it didn't matter. She, she, whatever. Oh, but she was laughing and, and smiling and joking. God bless her. That was one of The second girl either had MS or, 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 or um, cerebral palsy, but she had two girls holding her up, uh. one on each arm. And they walked it to the ball, and they had a third girl work her leg mm. to kick the ball. It went about two feet. Yeah. Who cared? Who cared? Right. <laughs> what a celebration. Nice. You know, and some of the kids from East Bridgewater were there helping out these kids. Nice. And they're running beside them, telling them how good they are, how fast they are, how That's special great. they are. And I'll tell you, I make $100 a game. Yesterday would was just so worth it. Uh, I I haven't stopped thinking about it. You know, these poor kids that get one chance at life, yeah. 
and 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 but whatever. Know, but they were out there, and there were people to help them, and that's what it's about. And you wouldn't have had that uplifting opportunity if you hadn't have been involved in the coaching in the first place. No, no. So that's you know, and I've and I've and I've done Special Olympics games before, but I knew what they were going in, but I I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. And I wow, what a. What a what a what a great time! Did so you feel good though when you when you left. You, you must have felt really great. Congratulations to East Bridgewater. Yes, you, you, you know, and uh, Carver, the two teams that competed yesterday. Oh, good for going out of their way to to create this special day for the kids to get in the bus and wear a t-shirt and <laughs> you know high-fiving each other running around uh, and, and they just i'll close with the goalie was was great he, he, he was down almost on his knees like a little crab waiting for the ball then <laughs> somebody kicked the ball and then watch it go by him <laughs> and he thought that was great they, oh that was wonderful everybody celebrated somebody kicked it and, and, and it actually went somewhere you know but uh, tonight is a uh, a really big shoe here for uh, uh, all our listeners uh, at WATD and WMEX and uh, uh, the TIC Network. Uh, we're, we're here tonight to uh, announce our uh, long in the making our our partnership with uh, a, a very 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 wonderful group that is uh, uh, has a very philanthropic nature and. We're looking forward to years of success working with them. And at this point, Larry, if we could bring Joe Regan on the line. Joe, are you out there? Yes, I am. Well, good evening. It's great to be with you tonight. Hey, Joe, thanks for calling in. Sorry, I hope I didn't bore you with my little soccer rendition here. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. It's always great to catch up on local sports. You know, I, since I've, uh, you know, I grew up on the North Shore and have moved away long ago. Now I live out west, so it's always good to be able to find those, uh, those local connections back. Yeah, well, that's we are we are certainly the home of uh, all the local sports teams. We uh, we broadcast um, a high school uh, football, basketball, a uh, little bit of baseball, uh, two or three nights a week. We're, we we're doing high school sports, so it's a it's a big part of the station. And I was in sports uh, in in college, and after that, so uh, being a referee for thirty years has uh, brought me some interesting places and. Uh, I, I, I keep active doing that. But, uh, uh, Joe, this is about you, my friend. Uh, thanks for taking the time to, to, to call in tonight. And uh, I can't wait to explore and for you, for you mostly to talk about what we're going to be doing. But talk about who you are first. So, Joe, if you could introduce yourself to the audience. Absolutely. Well, as I mentioned, uh, I'm a, a, a born and raised in Massachusetts up in Swampscott. Uh, actually, my sister is probably listening to you from uh, from Franklin, Mass. Right now, very nice. Um, so, uh, after high school, I'll, I'll admit I was one of those screwball athletes in high school. Uh, I had a good friend of mine who sat me down my uh, probably junior year of high school and said, "What are you going to do when you uh, graduate high school?" I said, "I don't know. I'll figure something out." <laughs> he goes, "You're going to Norwich." Oh, I said, what's Norwich? Oh, what's <laughs> Norwich? Uh oh. <laughs> he said, "It doesn't matter. I've already written the letter. You're going." Uh oh. I spent four years there, and uh, actually, I, I absolutely fell in love with the place and uh, and loved my time at Norwich. Continue to uh, be amazed at what my my classmates at Norwich have, have been able to accomplish in the course of their careers. Great. Um, but when I when I graduated, I, I accepted a commission in the U.S. Army uh, as an infantry officer. Um, so I did some uh, some initial training, and then uh, within about a year of graduating college, I found myself uh, with the 10th Mountain Division 
headed off to Afghanistan. Uh, I wound up doing two tours in Afghanistan. Uh, first one was a 16-month deployment. The second one was just one year. Um, and then uh, was able to come back and, and to take on some other interesting roles within our Army and uh, got out, did, uh, did some defense work for a while as a contractor, and uh, really for the past 10 years have found my, my, my calling, my place in uh, supporting my fellow veterans through a variety of different nonprofits. And, uh, of course, most recently, as you mentioned, our, uh, our new partnership uh, through Reads Across America, which is where I am now. And um, that job is tremendously rewarding because when people think about Reads Across America, they oftentimes think about Reads Across America Day, which is that one day, this should be December 17th. But uh, throughout the course of the year, where, where my role comes into play is to highlight the experiences of my fellow veterans, our, our service members, their families, uh, and to share those stories so that folks develop a, a stronger tie to those men and women that have served. And uh, I think when we look at demographics, and I, I know statistics don't necessarily drive a lot of interest, but it's about less than, less than 7% of Americans have ever served. And what that means is that there are a lot of families out there that, that don't necessarily understand the experiences of what our service members, veterans, and their families go through when a loved one is serving or when they get back from the service and, and have to deal with um, whatever challenges they might as they re reintegrate themselves into uh, their, their communities. So that's been the, the big reward for me is to be being able to, to share those experiences, share those stories, um, and really highlight what the amazing things that uh, men and women that serve our nation do each and every day to protect our freedoms. So, so now you're involved with Wreaths Across America, and could you give us a, a brief, uh, a little history about Wreaths Across America for, for those who uh, might have heard of it, or, you know, one of the things that we hope to is create some awareness, uh, 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 Joe, through our various networks, and, and uh, we're really appreciative of your theory that, uh, we, that this is a year-round uh, uh, opportunity that you have to uh, work on. So uh, we're, we're really interested in uh, finding out more about uh, uh, what what is Reads America. Who are you, and what do you do? So, so the whole story starts back in, in uh, 1992. Uh, our founder, Moral Worcester, who was uh, uh, lives up in Maine, owns a wreath making business. At the end of the season, he found himself with about 5,000 uh, leftover wreaths, and he wasn't sure what he was going to do with them. And he thought back to a time when he was a young man and he had taken a trip to Arlington National Cemetery. And that had really stuck with him, seeing the, just the, the, the sheer scope of, of sacrifice that's been made on our behalf. And um, I, folks that might not have been to Arlington National Cemetery before, of course, it's, it's just on the outskirts of Washington, D.C. It overlooks Washington, D.C. Uh, you're talking about 160 acres of headstones that represent every generation of American that has ever fought to defend the freedom of this country. Um, and so he took those 5,000 reasons, he drove down to Arlington National Cemetery, and he laid them on the headstones of, uh, of, of some veterans. And he found it to be tremendously rewarding. In the first year, they were asked to do this in uh, one of the older sections in the cemetery where all the uh, soldiers that were interred there were Civil War-era veterans. And as they're going from headstone to headstone, the realization occurred that most of these people that were here probably no longer have any living relatives that wow. know their story. Wow. Wow, and, what a great theory. What a great yeah. theory. And at that moment, he said, well, we're going to have to keep doing this. And so for year, year after year, uh, they kept doing that. And it was just a small amount, usually, like I said, 5,000 reads each year. 
Um, usually just the family and a couple other folks would, would drive down from Maine with these reeds. They'd lay the reeds and then go home. Wow. In 2005, wow. it snowed. And uh, a staff photographer from Arlington went out and captured a picture of these oh. reeds sitting it, on the headstones in fresh snow. In the snow, wow. Image, wow. Yeah, and that image went viral. Wow. And people started, people started calling, people started writing. People said, we want to do this in our communities. And it became almost to the point that it was overwhelming. Yeah. And so a year later, we established Reach Across America as an independent nonprofit. And uh, from that from that moment, from when we were when we were founded, we realized very quickly that this program would be disingenuous if we didn't use it somehow to support living veterans in our communities as well. And so we adopted the, the mission to remember remember the fallen, honor all those who serve, and teach the next generation the value of freedom. And it is within that uh, the honor and teaching part that I think is, is so tremendously important. And we often mislook that, that where we, so first of all, through you know, partnerships like we have with yours, with you, that we're starting this year, um, that program has given over $17 million back to organizations across the country to support living veterans, um, which is incredible to be able to see the impact that that has on, uh, on nonprofits that are out there supporting uh, those veterans through whether they be homeless veterans or veterans dealing with substance misuse or post-traumatic stress, whatever they're dealing with, um, our partners are out there doing that difficult work to make sure that when our veterans come home, they're able to thrive in those communities. Um, and then from the teaching aspect is reaching out to organizations um, and sharing these stories of what our veterans experience, of what our service members go through. So when a young person sits there, and, I, and I, it was just funny, I, was, I just finished up with, uh, we had someone in the house here doing some maintenance, and uh, he saw that I was a veteran, and he said, well, he goes, oh, I served, and we start talking for a while. He goes, yeah, I promised. He goes, kids think one of two things, and I said the same thing a million times. You ask a kid, or you ask any American for that matter, describe a veteran, and you're going to get one of two descriptions. You're going to get something that sounds a whole lot like Captain America, yeah. or you're going to get something that sounds a whole lot like Lieutenant Dan. And uh, the reality is, is that the men and women that have volunteered to serve or uh, were called to serve um, are our parents, our friends. And they're all as different as Lieutenant Dan and Captain America. All flavors. Exactly. Every, every flavor of the, uh, of the rainbow is there. And somehow, when they get together, they're all one flavor. You know, exactly. and, it, and, and it's just that dedication. And where will we be without them, uh, uh, Joe, you know, where would we be? Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's part of it, is to be able to share that and to hopefully inspire another next generation of Americans to, ser- to serve in whatever capacity they want. And, and we, we know not everyone should or wants to serve in the military. But, um, but there's a lot of things that can be done, Joe, that uh, at this point, though, Joe, if you don't mind uh, 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 putting it, let me put you on hold. we got to take for this first commercial break. And we're going to be right back to continue talking to you more about uh, Reeds Across America and uh, uh, what we're going to be, uh, how we're going to be uh, operating together. So, uh, Larry, why don't you take us away? Uh, we'll be back after these messages. Thanks, Larry. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio. And 
I'll tell you, I had kind of a tough week, but uh, I'm getting rejuvenated by uh, what's going on tonight. Uh, and Joe, I want to introduce my uh, my panel of uh, uh, witnesses here tonight. We uh, we we have a motley crew here that uh, comes on uh, with one of the most motley of all not here tonight, Wolfie. Uh, uh, we apologize for Wolfie, uh, whatever he says in advance. He probably doesn't know from what he speaks. But uh, uh, at, at, the, at the head of the table is Jenny Babcock. Jenny, welcome in tonight, my dear. Hello. Nice to be here again. And you are from? The Plymouth County Suicide Prevention Coalition. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming in and joining us. And you always bring uh, a great amount of uh, inspiration to the show, Jen. Sure. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and in the middle... A submariner. Yes. Yes. Uh, none other than, uh, uh, what's your name there, son? Justin Latini. I am the secretary of the Vietnam Veterans State Council here in Massachusetts. Very nice. And uh, uh, Vietnam veteran yourself? Vietnam yes, veteran? Yes, I, I ser- didn't serve in Vietnam. I was on uh, nuclear submarines. Wow. That uh, takes a special effort. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. And rounding out the crew, Gino, uh, expert videographer and contributor to the show. Gino, thanks a lot for coming in tonight. It is my pleasure to be here, and I thank you. And, uh, yeah, I put her in that video, all right. And I'm also uh, the most famous chief cook and bottle washer at my house. <laughs> Can you imagine? The most famous one that's been there, well, since Justin sold it to me. I, <laughs> he used to be. Have you got papers on that? I don't, well... The paper's almost obsolete now. I'll send yeah, you yeah, yeah, send me a file. But it's a Go delight on. to be here. Video nine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to do the video setup uh, each week for the veterans program. It's wonderful. And and Joe, while uh, we were on break, uh, Jenny uh, 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 searched on uh, that photo uh, uh, of. Uh, uh, the the Arlington Cemetery with the snow and the wreaths and holy moly. Now we're all crying. Now. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, you brought down the house here, Joe. Thanks a lot. Beautiful. <laughs> you know, I, both uh, both myself and my wife served, and actually she, uh, for a while now, she refuses to pretty much go to events that I, I, I'm part of because uh, it is it is a very emotional experience. And, and uh, you know, my last active duty assignment was actually in, in, uh, in Washington, D.C., and I spent a good amount of time in Arlington National Cemetery. And uh, I, I hate to say it and sound cold, but it was never really an emotional experience for me going there, even though I have uh, several friends who are buried there. And the first year I went for Reads Across America, and uh, I laid a wreath in, in an older section of the cemetery. It's actually a World War One veteran. I had absolutely no connection to this man whatsoever. <clears throat> but I, uh, I found his grave, and I, I just went over to it, and I laid the wreath, and I paused for a moment, and I, I said his name aloud. And I sat there, and just this wave of emotion came over me, mm. and I, I was surprised. I was, I was like, I have no idea where this came from. This is a, this is a stranger. There's no reason this should be emotional. And I, I always share that story because when people talk about wreaths across, it seems like such a simple thing to do, but with laying a wreath. But it really is. It's making a connection with that veteran. It's sure. making a connection with your story. Yeah, um, and that's. I think that's the important thing that really drives this. And when you look at, um, you know, one of those things that really, really pushes us too is, you know, we talk about the, the idea of living up to a legacy. You know, what is the legacy that these men and women leave behind? And it's up to all of us to preserve that. And to think when you look at um, Gold Star families, like yourself, Greg, yeah. um, you know, this is, you see that in the way that, that folks like yourself continue to give back. And that's that inspiration that we were talking about before we went to break of you don't necessarily have to serve in the military, but find your calling. Find the path that you're going to take 
to serve your community and make it a little bit better. And that's the, and actually it was Kennedy, President Kennedy during his last uh, Veterans Day speech actually talked about that. He said, if you look around, that's the legacy of our World War II veterans, mm. is what they left behind was not necessarily the destruction of war, but what they were able to create afterwards and what they were able to secure through those actions. And I think that that's a message that we can all take forward and commit ourselves to being just a little bit better, right? We don't have to save the world with our actions, but we should always look for those actions that might be in the world of someone else. Well, and and there's many roles that need to be played, Joe, and not all of them uh, in support of your country have to be done on a battlefield. So, you know, there's meant to, there's those that are meant to serve and those that aren't meant to, but you can still contribute to the well-being and and to keep their memory alive. Uh, I, I think in, in Israel, everyone is committed, every young adult, if I'm not mistaken, Justin, you're, you're, you're nodding your head that everyone is required to do something. Right, serve some way in the military. And, and, and the government, yep, yep, for the betterment of all. And, you know, listening to you, Joe, I, I want to go sign up for God's sakes. You know, you ought to be a recruiter yourself. <laughs> well, but that is, you know, but that's a thing. And, and actually, uh, I, I mentioned to you in the emails, we were going back and forth and planning this, um, you know, spent the last week in, in Washington talking to the leaders about just that. When we share these stories of sacrifice, that is what inspires young people to get involved. That is what, and, and but I want to, I want to talk about to, to Jenny. I, I think it was Jenny and I apologize because yeah. I'm not in the room, so I don't get to see everybody, but we, you know, from the suicide, the suicide group, because I think that when we talk about a crisis intervention with suicide, that's where we focus a lot of our attention. But where the Reads Across America program is so valuable, so going back to that story, right, 2005, this takes off. It's gone from 5,000 Reads in Arlington National Cemetery to this year we're expecting to lay probably 2.5 billion Reads at over 3,500 locations across the country. Nice. Um, nice. Nice. And every year it grows, I bet, Joe, huh? It does. It does because it's in, because it fosters a sense of community. And and, and, you get, and, and, and they yeah. sell them. You don't have to sell them the second time. They've already sold mm-hmm. themselves. So it's like, hey, where's our order? We're ready to, you know, send us mm-hmm. a couple thousand for our two cemeteries in town. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's part of that journey. And so when we look at suicide prevention. It starts with building that sense of community. And Reads Across Absolutely. America is one of those activities that when veterans show up to this and they see young people honoring veterans in this way it fosters that sense of i do belong here sure i am appreciated and that's so important to helping those veterans take that next step and allowing them and giving them the opportunity to thrive and like i said if you look at that what the world war ii generation the greatest generation was able to do after yep. they served yeah that's that's the type of investment we need to be making in veterans so that we can still we can do that again because that's when we're all going to we'll all benefit from that and, and Joe, how important for my generation of Vietnam veterans, um, and we have the wall, the healing wall, but it's about remembering me. And it's about the families who actually go there. They see veterans remembering their comrades or people they served with or just the idea that these guys had served with them somewhere. Uh, and it's about making sure that they are never forgotten and even laying wreaths. Um, I'm sure if a family shows up and there's a wreath laying there, they, re- they, they know that someone in the community, somebody is remembering their loved one and for the sacrifice mm-hmm. that they gave. And I, I, and I want to thank you for bringing it up because I, I personally have a very special connection with um, you know, our Vietnam-era veterans. Uh, the the uh, Reeds Cross America is one of the largest partners 
of the 50th commemoration of the Vietnam War. And that to me has been is a really important part of our mission because prior to coming to Reads, I worked for an organization that was started uh, by Vietnam era veterans. And at the onset of after 9-11 and the onset of the war on terror, they came together and said, we're not gonna allow this next generation of veterans to be treated the way that we were. It took us too long to get access to these benefits. And so we're gonna fight harder now than we ever did yeah. for this next generation of veterans. And I am eternally grateful for folks like yourself well, they, 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 paved, they paved the way for the PACT Act. Right. You, you know, one of the most, mm-hmm. you know, beneficial benefits, uh, not benefits, mm-hmm. not many benefits are not beneficial, mm-hmm. but, uh, 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 it, you know, and, and a long time coming, but we've talked about the horrors of burn pits for four or five years on this show and Agent mm-hmm. Orange and Parkinson's uh, uh, disease that are related to that is one of our new initiatives, and we're, we're, we're probably the most active veterans group that's paying attention to the Parkinson's community, and, you know, we're bringing in Michael J. Fox and the National Parkinson's uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, folks that want to work with you, because all of a sudden we're getting two or three nice partners. And and we're all talking about each other and popularizing mm-hmm. itself, you know. And so mm-hmm. you haven't even talked, Joe, about the radio station that that, that the Reads Across <laughs> America has. That's right. That's right. You're right. Thank you for thank you for. for I, don't even, I didn't bring my cue card with me, so I don't, I don't even have the talking points. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let, let let us take our second break here, Larry. Why don't we take this break? Because this is like what everybody's on the edge of their seats waiting to hear what is going on. You know, it's uh, we've got a really big shoe going on uh, going on here tonight. So uh, we'll let everybody take a take a break because. Uh, Fasten your seatbelt, folks. Uh, Veterans Voice is taking off. Larry, take it away. We'll be back after these messages. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio, uh, sitting here with uh, Jenny Babcock from the Mass uh, from the Plymouth County Suicide uh, Mass Coalition. Plymouth, Plymouth County. Plymouth County the We're all over. Yeah, yeah, like everywhere. I'm everywhere traveling. Cleveland this Cleveland. year. Uh, who, who knows where you're going? I was in gonna... Gloucester, Beverly, I, you, Providence. Gonna, I heard you were going to Mars on the first expedition. Is that true? or Is that just a rumor? That's. Keep it undercover. It. Yeah, it's still under. Keep I understand. it undercover. <laughs> well, we've been we've been undercover with uh, with Joe and uh, uh, Jeff since uh, oh, uh, yeah. since Justin was uh, uh, lucky enough to run into you folks at the Gold Star uh, Convention or into into Jeff and we started the conversation and uh, Joe, you have a, a very successful uh, national uh, uh, radio station. Correct. Yeah. So part of that, as I mentioned, part of that effort to share those stories and to teach. In order to teach children, we have to teach each other and adults as well. And um, so we uh, we have our own internet radio station streamed on a number of different platforms, including iHeart, Odyssey, pretty much however you might stream a radio station, we're there. And um, but we use that as a as a platform to share not only the stories of, of, of veterans and, and our service uh, service members and their families. Uh, but also what some of our partners are doing, because there's so much important work that's being done out there. And we oftentimes hear about things that the VA might be working on, or, or the big organizations like uh, Disabled American Veterans or VFW or the Legion of the world. But in our communities, there are all these small organizations that are playing such an important part of supporting our veterans, and we want to make sure that we're amplifying that voice. That's why we're thrilled to be 
engaging in this partnership to help you know share what's happening in your community. Well, you know, that's the history of our show. And the reason that we were started was that a bunch of us uh, gypsies that traveled around and put on events for veterans were tired of getting zero support from any of the media out there. Out there, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of days a year, Veterans Day, Fourth of July, Memorial Day, you might, you know, we'll wave the flag and tell a couple of stories. But uh, you know, for the good stories that are going on out there, there was no mention of it anywhere. No mention of any helpfulness or whatever. If it if it wasn't uh, about mass murders or some sort of dysfunctionality, so you know we were lucky to have a radio station here that was kind enough to let us come on to talk about these uh, these these great stories of veterans and uh, you, you know to to tell stories as the vet we we started as the veterans' voice telling the story of a veteran. Uh, we've continued that now, and we have a syndicated uh, author, uh, news writer that's about to join us. That is going to be interviewing a bunch of veterans, uh, business owners, and allowing us to play their interviews because uh, they they he just wants to get the story out. So I, I think that would be a a neat addition to our family. Absolutely, and and that's kind of where. Reads Across America has really started to take off is by by sharing these stories in a positive outlook. Uh, so actually, for example, uh, actually earlier today, we had a roundtable discussion that uh, with uh, a Gold Star wife and um, a, a gentleman by the name of, of Travis Mills. And if you're not familiar with Staff Sergeant Travis Mills, he is one of only a few quadruple amputees from the global war on terror. So he's lost both arms and legs. Um, huh. And Travis is one of those people that you would look at and say, "This is someone that is inherently broken, right? How do you come back from that?" Yeah. He'll, he'll say the same thing. You know, he he looked at it first. How, how am I going to come back from this? But he did, and now he has a successful foundation that he uses to support other veterans, other uh, amputees. He has uh, multiple private businesses that he runs as well. And I think that that's the, those are the stories that we need to share. And that's one of the things that I enjoy talking about. Are, are those the more positive sides of that? To say, listen, you can have these experiences in the military, and military experience oftentimes can drive success in their post-service lives. We don't do enough of sharing those stories, and I think that that's where Reads Across America Radio has always tried to take a more positive outlook to it. To say, listen, when you seek help, if you need help, that you know you can thrive too. And I've encountered people that I serve with that have struggled with homelessness, and I've sat down and spent a lot of time thinking. How come they became homeless and I didn't? Sure. What was the yep. difference? And uh, a lot of it comes to the support network or yep. lack of a support network. Yeah. And programs like yours are that first step of making people feel comfortable that they're not the only ones going through that experience. Yeah. It helps destigmatize asking for help. Yeah. And it gets them on the right path and allows them to thrive. And, and you know, Joe, we always say that that the veteran's never broken. He might be bent a little bit, but he's never broken. Exactly. Exactly. Or the, the, to, to, to steal Travis's phrase, you know, we just have to recalibrate. That's <laughs> yeah. all we have to look at. Recalibrate and get them back on the right path. Get all of us on the right path. And so, uh, you know, we're, we 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 pick up new tools in the military. And if you, when you leave the military, you might need to drop some of those tools and pick up some additional tools. But one of the things about military culture that we don't spend enough time talking about is that the military military culture is a learning culture. We're always trying to do things better through small changes. 
And that is something in the business community. I mean, literally, I, I have people that will spend millions of dollars to bring consultants and tell them how to build a culture like that. And it resides in the United States military. And that's what veterans bring to the workforce. Sure. Well, and we, we've been on the year now for, for a little over eight years and of our 400 shows we've uh, you know we've done 50 shows on not only suicide Joe but the survivors and that's one of the areas I think Jen that you're working with right now is the, 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 the family survivors yes and who pays attention to them right and actually next month um, we have International Survivors of Loss Day so that's a big event that um, well not a big event. It's only a couple hours long. Yeah. But it, it it's meaningful to people who have had recent losses just to bring them together and know that they're not alone. And you bring it you bring out and, and get them to talk. Yep. And and and, and to hit it right on. That and, they're not alone. And, and you know, and and Chuck would hit you across the head with a hammer. Are you thinking of killing yourself? Right. You know, but you know, learning from you folks and 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 dealing with it, I see that's the way you have to attack it. Uh, and, and Joe, I'm I'm real happy that uh, you know that that Reese across America is so uh, in tune to that. Uh, we we talk about you know the 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 news is 22 veterans are taking their lives a day. Well, we think it might be 30 or 40. Right. And the others are non-reported, and they're alone out there, and they're suffering, and we're trying to bring them back in. And uh, hopefully, Joe, with this with this alliance, uh, you know, we can we can entertain them a little bit, and and as we tell them, we'll trick them into coming in to talk to us and uh, take advantage of their benefits. And that's and that's the key. And, and the earlier to get involved with those benefits, the the, the better. Yes. And I tell people all the time. When you're not sick, that's the time to be engaging with the VA to make that service connection with whatever ailments you might have or might have in the future. Yep. Because the last thing you want to happen is you find yourself with some disease, and now you've got to fight the VA for benefits while also fighting the disease. So if you, you know, you've earned these benefits, going to the VA is not taking it away from someone else. Get in there. Get yourself registered get that service connection so that if something does happen, that we're able to treat it and get you back out there in the community that, uh, that needs you. I mean, Justin, look at the uh, the Vietnam vets with the Agent Orange problem. Right. Uh, uh, you We've know, been fighting for that for 40 years, and finally with the PAC Act, they've opened up some of it, but how many we've lost who uh, never had the opportunity to put those claims in? Uh, our, two, our two Gold Star wives here... Yeah. Uh, the, the, the two Donnas, the most wonderful ladies, they lost both of their husbands 25 years or, or 30 years after the war right. as a direct cause of the war. So, Joe, it, just because you're out, out of the war, it doesn't mean you're safe. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And for, for my generation, not only do we have the toxic exposure related to things like depleted uranium, the burn pits, yep. but also traumatic, uh, traumatic brain injuries. Sure. You know, we look at the, the casualty rates that existed in the global war on terror, and the, the wounded rates are, are a lot higher than we've seen in previous conflicts because we made advances in survivability. And so folks like myself probably wouldn't have lived through some of the experiences that we had. And now you'd have to deal with the outcome of these invisible wounds, whether it be toxic exposure, traumatic brain injury, and things that we still don't really necessarily understand. And if it's not documented, 
then your doctor doesn't know to ask those questions as you get later in life. And the sooner you catch these things, the better, because that's when you need to get the, the earlier treatment you get, easy that treatment to be. Well, and, and tomorrow I'm attending a regional uh, Parkinson symposium uh, uh, that's put on by the Michael J. Fox Foundation and uh, a bunch of our friends up here uh, uh, in uh, in the New England region. So uh, uh, they're paying a lot of attention to the veterans, and I'm I'm happy to have the additional. Uh, microphone that you folks provide to get the work out of what these folks are doing in the state of the state of uh, uh, of the Parkinson's problem especially and, and what we're involved in Joe is taking a swab uh, from every uh, 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 veteran that we can to enter them and start following their markers in the, in the DNA level uh, to try to eliminate some of these Parkinson's uh, 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 symptoms even before they start. So Absolutely. we got a we got a great group going on tomorrow. But uh, uh, you know we're going to get you involved in that, Joe. And 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 so uh, in in a nutshell, um, you folks are going to be carrying the Veterans Voice Radio pretty soon. We are looking forward to that, and you can you can learn more about that if you go to reachacrossamerica.org. You can learn about our program. You can see that really cool picture I talked about. Yep. And uh, you can learn more about how you can listen to Reach Across America Radio and catch the veteran's voice uh, there on the, wherever you may be. So- sounds great. And we're going to be involved in uh, uh, getting uh, some more folks involved in identifying some cemeteries that uh, could use our help. So uh, we're, we're, we're going to get started this year, Joe. But uh, all of us here are really excited uh, to be part of Reach Across America and all you folks are doing. And... Uh, you know, tell uh, Jeff that uh, you know we said thank you and uh, thanks for bumping into Justin and uh, you, you know it all it, it, it all started on a train ride uh, uh, like the gambler we were Wolfie and I were were, were stuck with the two uh, with the two gold star ladies on a ride to Hyannis in the rainstorm Joe uh, I'm sure it was the most boring day of their life and but. maybe you were may you say you were stuck with them maybe they were stuck with you well. Yes, I guess that's the. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, Joe. I misspoke. You, you, you're correct, there, Gino. Uh, but but you know, a, a month after that, we had him in, Joe, and lo and behold, they alerted us to the fact that they were considered gold star wives, even though their husbands were not killed in action. That mm-hmm. just dying as a result of action is is you know what what matters now. So it opened up a whole new box of sufferers out there that maybe didn't need to suffer anymore. Now we can reach out and get them all together and hop on board the Reese of America train. Here we go. <laughs> well, we're excited to have you as part of it. And like I said, this is this is something that's really meaningful to those Gold Star families. And if I, could, if I have time to share a short story, sure. um, you know, not every year have we been able to cover Arlington 100%. And um, one year in particular, one of our, our the location coordinator that manages Arlington National Cemetery was walking through Section 60, which is the younger younger area of the cemetery, which sounds weird to say. But uh, as he's going down, he got to a row of headstones where they didn't have 100% coverage. And he walks down to the end, and he's checking on a few things, and he finds a gentleman standing there not far from where the last wreath has been placed. And the gentleman looks over at, at, uh, at Wayne, our location coordinator, and says, what's with all the, what's with all the wreaths? And uh, so Wayne very proudly explains what we're doing and, and all this. The gentleman just quiet, quietly sits there and listens and nods his head. And then he looks down at the headstone in front of him that doesn't have a 
uh, a wreath on it. And he looks over at Wayne and says, how come my son didn't get one? <gasps> oh. And that's the power oh. of what we're talking about here. And wow. so when you support this program, not only are we going out to support living veterans financially, spiritually, whatever your, your means might be, but we're also making that promise to that wow. Gold Star family that their loved one will never be forgotten. Wow. Outstanding, Joe. I, I don't think uh, I, I got anything to top that. I mean, you just brought the house down. Jenny's in tears. Jenny's been, been crying all night here. Uh, you, you know, so we're a real happy just group here. You, you, you know, you know? Uh, but you're bringing up such a, a unbelievable pictures, Joe, and uh, the wonderfulness, wonderfulness of what Reach America, Across America is doing as a nonprofit. You, I'm sure you're providing millions of dollars into the economy to 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 folks and agencies that really need it so uh uh congratulations to the Worcester family uh uh the same family that built a giant flagpole is that not correct that's right yeah moral it's a, a new one of moral's new projects oh, <laughs> and i thought i was crazy and, and hey, Joe, just just to give you a heads up, I'm not sure you may not be aware of it, but this is the 40th year of the dedication of the Vietnam Wall, and uh, my group will be down there this uh, Veterans Day to post colors for the state of Massachusetts, and then we're going on to Arlington from there on uh, Veterans Day. So if you're down there, uh, you'll you you will be one of the many uh, honor guards down there. But uh, if you see me, just stop in and say hi. I'd like to meet with you. Absolutely. No, I'd love that. And if I find myself back out east, uh, back in, in Massachusetts, I would definitely swing by and say hello to, to our new friends, and uh, maybe we can do the next one in person. Absolutely, and we're very dog-friendly here, Joe, not to worry. Uh, I, I, I was just talking, I lost one of my furry friends this week, so uh, we're very in tune to dog families, and uh, we might even have a, a, a little uh, new uh, endeavor coming up where we're going to be uh, maybe caring for veterans' pets as they go into the hospital. But uh, that's a day. That's a, a, a story for another day, Joe. Uh, so, how would people uh, listen to Reach Across America? Like I said, uh, the best way to start uh, start that journey go to reachacrossamerica.org. You can find the radio station there. And then, of course, if you go on to uh, iHeart or Odyssey, just put the, search the word wreath. Uh, you'd be surprised. There's not a whole lot of wreath-related content. <laughs> okay. So we, will be the, uh, we, we are number one in wreath-related content for the entire United States. That, oh, boy, we like hanging around with people that are number one. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Joey, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for calling in tonight. Thanks for being a part of this, and we're looking forward to all your future contributions and uh, you know and just uh, let us know what we can do for you we're, we're so happy to be involved well likewise thank you for all that you do and provide giving that voice to our veterans uh, in the community and we're excited to see where this partnership takes us sounds sounds great Joey thank you so much for calling in thanks to Jeff for putting us together thanks to Justin for being there and thanks for the two Donners for being the most wonderful gold style wives uh, that we have so, th- Joe, thank you again, and uh, we look forward to speaking to you real, real soon. Likewise. Thanks, Greg. All right, Joe. Take care. Have a good night. Boy, that was, jo- that was Joe Regan from the Reeds Across America. Uh, what a story. That was a great story. I mean, yeah. we, we could have gone for two or three hours uh, listening to what's going on, but we need to take a break right now before Larry 
punches me through the glass here. We don't want to replace and paint the glass. So uh, why don't we uh, take care of that, Larry? We'll come back with a little story from Dan McGrady. Veterans Voice host Greg Brasso says the Goon Squad was out once again to distribute food to those in need. It's about four to 5,000 pounds a month that we give out here at the drive-thru. And this was our 22nd event that we've had. It'll be two years old in January. So we've gone through over 100,000 pounds of food since we started. Among the Goon Squad members was Mike Hines, who came all the way down from Allenstown, New Hampshire, to take part. I'm surrounded by veterans of my life, brothers, aunts, uncles, my way of getting back to them. How many of these have you done? Oh, got to be eight or ten of them now. I like it. I like it. I wouldn't be down here if I didn't think it was worthwhile. And Brasso says he'll be back for the next food drive through on November 5th. We'll be here just in time for Thanksgiving, so maybe we'll have some special treats to share at that time with the Thanksgiving situation coming up. Veterans Voice Radio can be heard every Thursday night at 7 o'clock right here on 95.9 WATD. Reporting from Marshfield, Dan McCready, WATD News. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of uh, Veterans Voice Radio here on the uh, announcement night of uh, uh, our relationship uh, that's been a couple of months in the making with uh, uh, the, the great, great folks who've reached across America. Uh, we hope to contribute and help to be part of their organization and uh, bring that total of REITs up to $2.5 million this year. That's a lot of REITs. There's a lot of veterans. Where do you store them? They, I mean, it's got to be in Maine, huh? Yeah, that's where they're coming in. Uh, I mean, just they don't grow on trees, you know. Oh, wait a minute. Well, and and uh, in in talking to uh, uh, Jeff, uh, he had said that they have donations from every transportation company right. in America, and all they had to pay for last year was like two truckloads of trees to deliver. To deliver. Right. That's it. Yep. Two and something million. And all the other truckers. For free. Yeah. Fuel, That's everything for free. Wow. All, all for free. Yep. So what we're going to be doing, folks, is we're going to be announcing things. This is just the announcement. Uh, it's a little bit late for Christmas donations, but we're still going to be uh, working uh, with the town of Hull, and Wolfie's got us lined up with the, the, the Hull Cemetery, and they have 600 veterans' graves that we need that we need wreaths for. The wreaths are going to cost $15 a piece. They're going to be delivered and set up to the town of Howell on or about December 5th. So that's as much as I know right now. It's just being the ink isn't dried yet. They're doing a press release as we speak. And pretty soon you're going to be able to go on the Veterans Voice Network website, click on the link, and you can order one, two, five, ten. You want to make a donation, it's all going to be there. But it's all going to go to the REITs across America. And uh, I think we need 650 for the town of Hull. So that's our goal. So we've got a couple of others working with the city of Quincy. Bourne National Cemetery has 80,000 graves. I think they only have about 35,000 REITs for them. And what happens, people buy them every year. It's a recurring thing. Next year, up, yep, getting near Christmas, up, let's let's go to the website and and, and buy a few more. And uh, so we're looking to fill up Bourne National Cemetery, and we're looking to beat the clock. Holy moly, it's it's gotten late. Good night, everybody. Thank, thank you so much for for listening. 
uh, put on uh, Reach Across America. Next week, we're going to have a salute to Beirut uh, coming up on another anniversary of that uh, tragedy that occurred in Beirut. So thank you, everybody. If you feel like talking to somebody, Jenny, the new number is... 988-988. Even Wolfie can remember that one. So, uh, Still press one. Just press one at the veterans' uh, prompt. And uh, folks, thank you very much. WBMS Brockton.